Welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today if you're listening in to the podcast. And I've uh, got a special guest with me today, Fran Richley from Eden Gate. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Gav. It's, um, we strive on the podcast to have lots of different projects and different people and uh, we love uh, celebrating and looking at the work behind the scenes in church life. And um, and uh, Fran's involved in leading a homeless charity in our city. So uh, really keen to chat to you, my friend, today. Okay, yeah, looking forward to it. It'd be great. Um, so Fran, tell us a bit about yourself, mate, and how long you've been involved in Eden Gate. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, I've been involved with Eden Gate since July of last year when I took over as the operations manager Prior to that, Prince's Trust for about four years. Prior to that, um, I was in the in the police. Yeah. So a bit of a bit of a varied career, yeah. but uh, I absolutely love what I'm doing now. Oh, that's great. And so you've always been working with people, I guess, haven't you? Yeah. In different different fields of life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people, person, through and through. Yeah, that's great. And so, Eden, tell us a bit about Eden Gate. And for I mean, I know lots of churches do stuff behind the scenes with sort of homeless projects but yeah tell us a bit about Eden Gate. Yeah so Eden Gate is um, it's a, a, a it's a Christian charity and we make no bones about that it's yeah. it's out there um, and I wouldn't have it any other way so um, we are there to help people that are caught in homelessness mm-hmm. um, we're there to help people that have moved into temporary accommodation we're actually quite often the facilities that they have are really, really poor. And so they come to us for support and so on and so forth. And, And ultimately we're there to present the gospel through everything that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so you have a contract with the council to deliver certain services, but it's about preaching and, and sharing Christ with, with those on the streets, I guess. Yeah, it is. So our contract with the council, um, they give us a, a set amount of money to offer a drop-in service for a set number of hours a week, which we well exceed that with our yeah. current program. Um, on the weekends, we, we've got the contract for taking food, hot food out to the, to the homeless. The council identify where a lot of the homeless people are staying. Okay. out on the streets and so we go out make sure they're safe and well and deliver food to them on top of everything else that we're doing during the week yeah brilliant and so in our city you know we're not a huge city i guess newport where where the church is based and i'm based what sort of numbers of homelessness are we are we kind of dealing with or you're dealing with so the list is on on the increase at the moment and uh yeah we're quite concerned about it so um when I started with Eden Gate, I guess we were probably seeing around about 20 on average okay. out on the streets. We're now, every week, we're seeing upwards of 30, okay. 35 people that, for diff- differing reasons, are, are sleeping out on the streets in doorways, in you know little tents and all yeah. sorts of stuff like that, under bridges. Um, so it's a, you know, as we're moving into the colder weather, that's something that's, that's a, of a real concern yeah. to us. Yeah, I bet. And, and I guess so much of your work is partnering with churches in the city to to get alongside you and get alongside these clients um, to, to share Jesus, to take care of them. You know, how many churches are you working with across the city? Gosh, that would be a really hard question to answer. L- I'd say lot, lots of them. 
Um, Exact numbers, not sure. I'm trying to do more and more with the churches, and one of the things I've um, I've wanted to do ever since starting at Eden Gate is to spend more time actually visiting them, hmm. uh, rather than just being oh Fran, we've heard about him, but actually visiting them, going and sharing the the vision yeah. that I believe God has given us for Eden Gate, um, and so rather than just a, a name on a piece of paper, I'm actually known. So we do get a lot of support from churches, not only in terms of uh, financial support or support if we say you know we're short on porridge pots or yeah. socks and you know they, they come flooding in but <laughs> yeah. but actually in, in in terms of um you know prayer support financial people coming through the doors and saying i want to volunteer at eden gate so yeah. it's been brilliant Ah, oh, fantastic, and, and that network's grown, and, and and we thought we'd put it on the podcast today, really, because I think one of the questions that people often ask is, how do you help homeless people in mm. your city? Um, and every church almost has a, a strategy or a bit of initiative, and maybe um, don't link up particularly well with other other churches or charities that might be in there. Um, what do you give me two things here? One, how do we how do you help an individual? who's got a passion to help a homeless person and want to see change? And how do you help a church do that? Give us kind of two reflections on that. Okay. So first of all, um, I, w- I would say make sure you know about Eden Gate and what we, o- we offer. Okay. Uh, because if you know about that, if you see somebody, you can actually say, do you know about Eden Gate? Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you when when it's open and in fact on a saturday at the end of this month um we're opening uh we're having an open day so that the public can actually come in visit the center yeah, okay. see exactly what we do so i think that's saturday the 26th of this month great um if my memory serves me right um it's the it's the last one at the end of the month so the 26 29 26 i'm pretty sure um so yeah t- 10 o'clock until one o'clock uh, our doors are open for people to come in and see what we do. So that would be the first thing. Make sure you know yeah. uh, what we can offer. Um, and secondly, and this might sound a bit bizarre, is don't give money yeah. and don't just give food. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that, and it seems like the obvious thing to do. It is, yeah. It does seem like the obvious right. thing, yeah. Most of the people that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis get universal credit. Okay. They're not without funds. Okay. The issue is what they use their funds for more often than not. And so if they don't have to buy food because people are buying it for them, mm-hmm. then they've got disposable income. Yeah. A lot of them, we know this, are caught in addiction. Yeah. And so because they're caught in addiction, by definition, a lot of their money is going to be spent on feeding drug habits and so on and so, so yeah, forth. Yeah. So although it might sound counter- counterintuitive... Don't give money. Don't give food. Yeah. Send them to Eden Gate. Yeah. Or even send them to the Wallet, which is a, another um, charity that we're working very closely uh, with in the city. That's got a, yeah. a contract with the council. They also do very similar work to us. Not a Christian charity, but great work nonetheless. Yeah. You know, find out a little bit about the Wallet. Point them towards the Wallet. They yeah. probably know about us. Okay. Um, one one thing that I found out was really surprised me was that some people can make sort of like 200 pounds a day wow by begging wow and that's something that the council the police we are really keen to stop yeah for obvious reasons yeah 
So if you're listening to the podcast and thinking, ah, that's me, because I, I go into town and will often buy coffee or, or yeah. something for them, or if I've got any spare change. I mean, people don't carry change as much now, so that's probably had an impact on these guys. But but you're right, it's it's interesting chatting to you that, that actually these guys are, they're quite wise. Um, you know, they're homeless, they're not, what do you say, not helpless homeless but not help helpless is, is a phrase yeah. that we we've picked up on and and really trying to make the most of that because yeah. um as part of eden gate what we're trying to do as a team is to give some dignity and ownership back to our guests as we call them as they yeah. come through the door so like we've got a washing machine and a dryer mm-hmm. we don't do their washing yeah we charge them two pounds it doesn't cover the the electricity cost certainly not in this day and age yeah. we're not interested in that it's about if if you want you to do your washing, you need to be thinking about it. You need to come and present yeah. your little bit of a contribution. Then we'll show you how to use the washing machine and the dryer. You put it in, yeah. you transfer it, you fold it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So we're really, really keen on all that we're doing is to say, listen, guys, you're not you're not helpless. Let us help you to recognise that. So another thing that I'm just doing at the moment is. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but you can get these little lockers that you put your, t- your phone in to oh, charge yeah. your locker. Yeah. Well, at the moment, they come in with their phones. The phones are invari- invariably dead. And then they're, they're asking if they can plug them in in the office, which we take them and plug them in. So, again, they're helpless. They've got a dead phone and they need us. Yeah. By getting these lockers installed, it means they can come into Eden Gate, put their a combination in that, that yeah. is safe for them for the day, put their phone in, charge their own phone, and again, they're not they're not helpless. Yeah. And it's working really well. It's it's I have to say that's one of the things I really love is seeing some of the I call them guys, but it's you know, girls and guys, I just call yeah. them guys, but seeing them actually start to take ownership of Eden Gate and themselves as we work through the programme yeah. together. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I think I and I, it's interesting this we drive home this message of not giving out money and food to them and, and I remember you sharing with me that there's there's other churches and other people that are putting on food that you could go and get a hot meal pretty much every meal of every day yeah. um somewhere in the city in provision and i suspect newport is no different to other cities across the country with a similar sort of basis and um, if you're a church listening in to this and um you know you're outside of newport um what advice would you have for them that church has got a real heart to set something up for homeless want to be involved yeah. um you know, Eden Gate is is in the kind of our local area, isn't it, in Newport? Um, what kind of recommendations have you got for churches to, to mm. kind of start something and how can they start something? Okay. I think goes without saying, pray. We we have seen God do some amazing stuff and it starts every morning, ten sorry, ten o'clock, nine o'clock, uh, we meet together, we open the word together and we pray. And it sounds a bit cliche-ish sometimes, doesn't it? Mm. But prayer changes stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, our God is a, a, a mighty God. And so I would say before you do anything, yeah. pray about it, yeah. you know, and see what God will do. Because God, God's heart is clear for the, you know, for the downtrodden and, you know, the vulnerable and so on and so yeah. forth. It's right through the word. Yeah. So his yeah. heart is there. Absolutely so we need to right. bring this to him. Bring this to him. Yeah. Then I would say, don't do anything without speaking to certainly ourselves. Um, you know, we can pass on what a church is doing to say like the council and to the Wallach and 
uh, Pobble yeah. and some of these other agencies, uh, GDAS, uh, Grant Drug and Alcohol Service. So they're aware what's going on in, in the city. Yeah. If you go it alone, what happens is we are duplicating and then, you know, people are getting frustrated because you're saying, well, that's going on over there. But if they'd just spoken to that person, there's this going on over here yeah. and do a bit more of a joined up effort. And I think it's one of the observations that I would have about Newport at the moment is it is still a little bit disjointed yeah. and we need to join the dots with services so make sure that get in touch tell us what you're thinking yeah come and see what's going on and come and have a chat yeah that's good that's good and 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 if you're outside of the area if you're in, in london or you're in manchester where we've got people listening to the podcast find out what services are running in your local community yes. what's the equivalent to to eden gate in your local area um, and I think that's always a wise thing to do, isn't it? Almost to do a bit of kind of community profiling, say, what provision is there in place? Start speaking to people and find where those gaps might be. And that may be the starting point to kind of where you can plug them. Uh, or actually just get involved in something that's already existing and, and give financially to, to projects that are already up and running. Because uh, it's, not, it's not an area that's really well funded, is it, in that sense? No, it's, it's not particularly well funded. Um, you know, we're... We are very blessed at Eden Gate, both in terms of the way that we're funded by the local authority and the way that they view us, but we have so much support from people. Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, um, how do we keep this going at this level? And it is just because God is faithful, people are faithful in giving, and so all that money goes back into, you know, doing what we're called to do. Yeah. That's lovely. Tell us a little bit about the night shelter, because as you mentioned, you know, people are sleeping outside yeah. under bridges. It's getting colder, certainly getting colder here in, in Wales. Um, what it, what it, tell us a bit about yeah. how you've set up the night shelter and your heart for that. OK, so um, I think one of the things I've been very, very aware of is working with the homeless is very much working on the coal face, to use that metaphor. And what I mean by that is in the time that I've been in post, four people that i know have died mm. yeah and and, and they're re you know they're real people they're not just yeah. faces they're, they are people with backgrounds and stories and families and so it really hits home how vulnerable the homeless really are yeah so um from covid um for obvious reasons, Welsh Assembly Government didn't want night shelters because they were a real risk mm -hmm. to the spreading of the infection. And yeah. so night shelters were really sort of kicked into touch and the government pushed some money into making sure that local authorities had funding yeah. to put everybody in temporary accommodation. Okay. Um, without wishing to be um, disparaging at all of Welsh Assembly Government, I think they do a great job. It, it hasn't totally worked. Yeah. You know, we've still got loads of people that are living on the streets. Um, even though Welsh Assembly Government don't want to put any more money into night shelters. Um, so last year we didn't run it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were going out, as I've said, you know, on a Friday, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, freezing temperatures in our bobble hats yeah. and gloves finding people in doorways and stuff and just thinking we cannot allow this to go on for another year. Yeah. So um, I feel very strongly that this year we need to run night shelter. Mm. Um, we need to get people off the streets. The aim is to get them in from 
um, beginning of January right through to the end of March, which are probably our coldest months. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is to work with local churches and say, right, will you, will you run a night shelter? And what that means is you, you get your folk in the church that you know and you put on an evening meal. So they come in probably for you know, 8 o'clock, have a sit-down, hot evening meal. Then they have a bit of a chill, get their heads down, get a nice, warm, safe, good night's sleep because the streets aren't safe. Yeah. We've got homeless people getting attacked all the time. Yeah. They get up in the morning, don't need to worry about a shower. They can have a shower at Eden Gate. Yeah. Um, but just get them up in the morning, nice bit of breakfast, whether that be continental or cooked, that's up to the churches off to go, building relationships, showing that that practical love that Jesus talks about. Yeah. You know, when you do it for the least of these, you do it to me. Yeah, and that's what Night Shelter's about. And then hopefully we won't be going out and running that risk of, you know, opening a tent and finding somebody that's died in the night yeah. just, be, just because of hypothermia or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's where we want to be. I'm talking to the churches. There's a meeting at the end of the month. Um, to see if we can actually pull this off. So, yeah. you know, if you're out there, you want to get involved, then please get in touch with me at Eden Gate. Um, if you're not in one of the local churches that are doing it, I'm sure that we can link you up and um, you can be part of that that yeah. uh, activity. And it, and it really does save lives, isn't it? When you were saying four people since you started yeah. have passed away on the street. I mean, that, that brings the the home... It drives the point home, yeah. doesn't it? That this really is a kind of essential ministry that ministry mm -hmm. that saves people's lives, you know. And um, and and I, I love the way, love the fact that each church gets to host, and and you're talking about do it, hosting each night of the week so that every night is covered for them for three or four month period. I love that. I love the fact that you sit down and have a meal together. Yeah. Um. Just this so that's just such a lovely piece of work, mate. It's, you should be absolutely thrilled and um for me to have have somebody on a podcast sharing project ideas like this is is key and if you're if you're listening in and you're a church and you're not you've not heard of a night shelter or they don't do it in your area then then please get in contact with fran at eden gate and and i know you were chatting about willing to share practice and risk assessments and things that people need these are sometimes the obstacles aren't they for for starting um and churches always don't feel like they're equipped to do it. And what would you say to encourage churches to, to take that step? Just get in and have a go. You know, just make sure you speak to, to us or, you know, to the Wallach or someone else, just to let, let somebody know that you're going for it. And then just go. Start small, yeah. you know, open your doors. Really, ultimately, it's about relationship. So... For us at Eden Gate, when, when guests come through the door, we like to make sure, well, if you come to the open day, you'll see the, the building is spotless, mm -hmm. deliberately, mm -hmm. because we want guests to feel valued when they come through the door. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do something, do it well. Yeah. Make them feel valued in what you're offering. It's not second rate or that'll do. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I'll, I'll say to people, don't give people secondhand underwear. You know, you wouldn't wear secondhand underwear, so yeah. why are we expecting other people buy new underwear? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. little little yeah. things like that. In the details. Yeah. 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 Um, show people that they are valued, even though they might not feel valued right now mm -hmm. because of circumstances, but they are valued, and they're, they're valued by a God who created them. 
We want them to feel that yeah. so that we get opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do it. Value them. Do something. Show them you care. Link in with other people. Yeah. But get involved. Yeah. And, and I've loved our partnership with, with Eden Gate. You, you offer training, support. There's people here on the night if you need it. Um, I love the fact that there's different gifts going on, isn't there? So you've got, you've got chefs. You've got people doing hospitality. You've got people who are doing an overnight stay. Who are willing to sort of supervise overnight, and most of the guests just just sleep, don't they, for the period? Because it, it is a safe place to sleep, and they they make the most of that, don't they? And so um, I've loved it when I've seen them doing a bit of social and table tennis, and and then we've had people in the church who said, right, I'll come and do a haircut or something like that. And so all it, it, once you start piecing all these different gifts together, it's yeah. kind of it's lovely to be able to, like you say, go and bless a guest and and them leave going, yeah, I'm I'm valued and. And those those people in there, there's something different about them, yeah. and and that that's the Christ likeness that we want, you know, people to experience. So, um, mate, it's uh, it's great. Tell me some success stories. Where where have you like had the opportunity to share the gospel, or just just people that mm. you've really been able to help to that next stage? So, um, I would say success stories would be guests that are now part of the church. Yeah which has just been amazing to yeah. see, to see their growth uh, in terms of the gospel understanding. So we, we did a, a Christianity Explored, only with a couple of guys. Um, both of those guys have been in the church now for months. months yeah. Yeah. And they finished Christianity Explored. They actually came to me and said, we don't want to stop studying. We want to carry on. What do we do next? And yeah. so... We're, we're, we're studying John's gospel and they're taking the lead in that. Yeah. So it's like they do the work, then they bring it. And just to see them, uh, I say, suck the juice out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so exciting. Um, we had um, some of the senior, senior officers from the council came in on Thursday of last week. Yeah. And they are just so surprised by Eden Gate, just so they they say quite openly, there is something different yeah. about Eden Gate. Yeah. The, the way that the guests are, the way it feels, the way it operates. Yeah, and Sweet. I love it. I love the fact that even though the council might not particularly agree with Christianity, lots yeah. of people just like, well, that's not for us. They see something different. Yeah. And for me, I know that the difference is the presence of God in that yeah, place. Yeah. And I just, I'm just so excited to see what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got a guy, uh, well, two guys, uh, three guys that are coming to Christianity Explored tonight. Great. And that's why I'm involved. That's why I'm involved with Eden Gate. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately, a bed for the night, a sleeping bag, some hot food in your belly. That's, that's not the story. Yeah. That's just a bit of the story. Yeah, yeah. The story is there's a God who says, I came to give you life yeah. in all its fullness. Yeah. And he's in the business of setting people free and bringing them into new life. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yeah, I love that, mate. What a, what a brilliant message and, and brilliant motivation. And I love the fact that this, this passion just, just flows out from you. And, um, and it's, it's great to see you connect across churches it's great to see you serve these guests 
I appreciate the advice and on what to do as an individual as you see people on the street and your heart goes out for them. Um, I, I love that. Is there any particular ways that we can pray for you or anything that you think you know, you're in need of? I think we we would ask for continued blessing on our funding. Yeah. Um, we've got another staff member to find. We've got um, a lady that's been um, interviewed today. So hope, hoping that she's the right person for us. Fantastic. So there'll be myself as an operations manager and then three support workers, all who bring particular, you know, complementary skills to the table. Yeah. We've got such a cool team. I love working with my team. Um, yeah. So just that that would be the right person. Um, and then that there would be an openness amongst our guests, not only for um, conversations about the gospel, which we're starting to see, but also that they would want to engage with the program that we're mm -hmm. putting on. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got lots of different things go on, go on, whether that be gardening, going up a local farm and assisting or yeah. um, all sorts of stuff like this. Um, we want to expand that into yeah. lots of different areas, but we we need for our guests to be motivated enough to say, I want to get involved with that, yeah. rather than this cycle of come in, get something yeah. to eat, go out, you know, wander yeah. the street, sit and beg for a bit, come in, get some food the next day, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would that would be that would be a biggie for us. Yeah, it's great. And and, and a kind of a spin off of that is this kind of allotment project that you're doing and serving in and and serving with the church in it as well. And, and um, yeah, there's just great scope, isn't it, to build relationally that builds to an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. And like you say, that's the power that's going to yep. transform and change people's lives forever. And, um, mate, that's why, we, that's why we're in the ministry behind the scenes doing this kind of work, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a privilege and a joy. I think um, that's absolutely right for me. You know, I've seen evangelism done in so many different ways, even in Newport. You know, even as we sit here, you know, evangelism is done in lots of different ways. I'm not saying they're all, uh, you know, they're not valid. But for me, as an individual, evangelism works out of relationship. Yeah. Start with the relationship. The opportunities then, then have a context that, that it just flows easier for yeah. me. And I, and I, I love it. I love relational evangelism yeah mate fantastic well thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the podcast and and just hear your heart for this project and and like we said if you're if you're serving in a church behind the scenes you're not involved in a homeless project or you've got a passion and desire to then please get in contact with the church office uh, questions at the church office.co.uk um, you can connect in to Eden Gate and speak to Fran uh, directly if you've got questions or just advice on how to set something up how to get involved um, depends how broadly this is listened to but um, mate thanks for sharing your heart and just inspiring us to to yeah to care for those in our society who you know most vulnerable and um, and you're doing a tremendous work so god bless you mate and all that you do thank you. thank you and thanks for inviting me pleasure well if you've got any questions please send them in to questions at the church Please check out the website for other resources that we hope will uh, save you time, that will be of use to you, um, maybe just give you a bit of confidence that you're on the right track. So please feel free to download any of our material for free. And um, please, yeah, please connect in with us and uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>